Welcome back to the Court of Three podcast. I am one of your hosts, Lisa Breedlove, and I get to do this podcast with my wonderful husband. What's happening, everybody? That's what our purpose in this podcast is threefold. We want to inform your mind, inspire your heart, and ignite your joy. We are going to talk about some things that maybe make you think, we hope they do, make you laugh a little bit, or cry, or sometimes a combination of all. We're going to talk about some of our struggles in life, our pain points, our joys, and we want to talk about... um, those in the light of life and marriage and how you can remain strong through difficult times in your own life. So wherever you are today, we encourage you to join in the conversation and to share this podcast on your socials with your families and friends by text. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Yes, we do appreciate it. Absolutely. We have a special guest today. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about our special guest. Yes, we've been excited. Yes. We knew we wanted to ask her. Yeah, and then we just had to work out the time Mm -hmm. between all of us. Are you going to introduce this special guest, or is this me? You can. Me? Yes, you've known her longer than me. I have. Mm -hmm. So today, we get to have Lexi Long on the show. Lexi is a strength coach at... D1 in Athens, where Lisa and I work out, mm-hmm. and she is an amazing human being, human being, and we are really, really excited to have her uh, on the podcast. Lexi can do it all now, all right? Lexi, she's like, she's an athlete, she's a coach, she's a skydiver, she's a musician, uh, she is a singer, she kind of has a singer-songwriter type sound i think you do yes you don't think that but i've heard you sing and yeah he's being really nice it's beautiful no he means it he he's told me look there are people that think they can sing and they can't but 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 because everybody tells oh you're such a good singer you like those people on the people on american idol okay (laughs) that we make fun of yeah you would have made it on american idol I appreciate as that. a good singer, as a good, yeah, <laughs> not because they want to put you on there to laugh at. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. No, especially like when you play the little ukulele. Is it a ukulele? Ukulele, yeah. <gasps> oh, yeah. She can play the ukulele, and it reminds me of that little um, that that Hawaiian song with yeah, the volcanoes. That makes me think Hawaiian. It, it, no, there's like this. Um, yeah, with song. the little short movie. The, and yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. What's yes. the, what's that? I don't know. Lizzie yeah. probably knows it. She probably does. And Moana, like it just makes you. Think but it that. it reminds me of like the tropics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Soothing. Very. Yes. It really is. But before we get started, we have our quarter three question of the day. Yes. This is brought to you by Chat GPT, <laughs> which Spencer introduced I have, me to. I have just. Well, I, I'm a little bit behind the times, maybe just a little bit, because ChatGPT came out. When did it come out? Well, it really got started back in January. So oh, I'm a few months we're just behind. Half a year, not quite half a year. I'm just a few months behind, but I was like, hey, let me just try this thing out. And I was like, oh my. So it's really, really crazy artificial intelligence type stuff. So we have our quarter three question of the day brought to you by ChatGPT OpenAI. I'm sure they appreciated that non-paid sponsorship that I just That's gave right. them to the Can ChatGPT like to us. say the question? Uh, Chat, no, it cannot oh, speak Oh, it just it. generated I just it. gave it to... the question. I just, uh, hey, what are some okay. good, you know, icebreaker yes. questions? Okay. Here's the question. And Lexi, you got to participate in this. Great, I'm excited. Okay, <laughs> I can I can hear the excitement. All right, <laughs> what? Oh gosh, what is one thing on your bucket list? What's one thing on your bucket list? One thing on your bucket list. Not everybody at once. Okay, I'll go. Okay. I think I might have shared this or something else. I don't know. Okay. Um, 
but it it's skydiving. Ten out of ten recommend that. That's super fun. Lexi yeah. out of Lexi recommends that. See, not yeah. ten out of ten. Because <laughs> no, if I'm I included in that ten, I'm gonna say no. Yeah, he's not all. It's gonna be nine out of ten, maybe. Mm-mm. I'm doing it. I am not. I'm doing four. it this year. I'll do it with you this Let's go together. year. That'd be fun. Yes, this year. He told me don't tell him when I'm gonna do it. Yeah, because we we did talk about this because you said just oh don't yeah tell we me. did yeah. So what else on my bucket list? Oh. Yeah, you got another one on your bucket list. Uh, I don't know. Y'all go. I'll think. All right, Lexi, you got one on your bucket list. I do. Um, so skydiving was already knocked off the mm-hmm. list, but now mm-hmm. I want to. I want to a skydive solo by myself. Oh. I've oh. only done it tandem. Right. I think it'd be really cool to do it by oh. myself. Yeah. You got to go through some training for that, right? Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, you're gonna get the big, the big thing that goes on your wrist and stuff, like where you can. It's the ultimate, ultimate. I can't say it. Altimeter. Altimeter. Yeah, yeah the altimeter. Got to put yeah. that thing on so you know. So you know when to pull the shoe at the right shoe. time. Yeah, yes. before it's too late. Before it's too late. Yeah, I can't forget. Shoe. No. Yeah. Oh, I can tell you what's not on my bucket list. Skydiving. That is not on it. Okay, yours will be different. Mine will be different. What is yours? I thought of another one. Um, I would like to go. Oh, this is going somewhere. I would like to go on a safari hunt. Ooh. Yeah, that would be one thing on my bucket list. I've got a few things on my like, bucket list. You really want to kill an African animal? Yeah, and then have it mounted. It goes in my office. Uh, yeah, I'd find a place to put it up in here. I know, but I'm kind of against. I mean, I don't know why we need to shoot those animals. We don't eat them. Uh, We're not going to eat tiger. Well, well, We're not going to eat lion. Well, Lions and tigers it would and probably bears. feed oh, a village. I'd probably, the meat would probably stay and just feed a village or For something. For those animals? Yeah. I mean, that's not like cow and yes, pig. Yes. No, you want to kill lions and... And no, tigers. I don't know about that. And I would rather take oh. a picture of that. Okay. Yeah. I would then take... what safari animal are you going to kill? Uh, Cows are not on safari. How about a water buffalo? <laughs> um, that's <laughs> not from Africa either. Wait, where's the water buffaloes? <laughs> They're not in I mean, Africa? Maybe they are. I guess they are. But that, I mean, want to kill one of those? Why not? They got big horns. You, can hang you don't up. eat horns. No, you would. We would. <laughs> this is, I'd mount it. I know, but if we kill animals, it's I'd supposed put the water to buffalo be right there to eat the meat. <laughs> it's supposed to eat the meat. But we could. I could process the meat. They they would process the meat. I wouldn't process the yeah. meat. I, I'd and have a rug. Have that, a rug that would too. be awesome. I could have a water buffalo rug right here. Everybody in, in needs my a water buffalo. Isn't that like that was the veggie, veggie table? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that just popped in my head. Oh, where? <laughs> so, okay, oh, I thought of another one. Okay, you want to go on a safari? Yeah, I would either. I, I would like to do that. How about or just the safari to see the animals, not really shoot them. Why are y'all both shaking your head at me like, yes, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. It is a good idea. Well, I mean, I would want to take some pictures, but I would also, you know, I mean, there's the. No. There's the. You shoot ducks. He wants the trophy. I want the trophy. You haven't even shot a deer lately. It's been a while. I know. Okay. I Mm -hmm. thought of another one. Oh. My bucket list. Yeah. But I'm going to get to mark it off in 19 days. I want to sail. Don't rub it in. And a sailboat. <laughs> yes, you are going to go get, sailing. Going to go sailing. Yes, we're I have get, always wanted to be on a sailboat. We're going to get to knock that one off. Out in the water. For seven days. Mm-hmm. That's going to be amazing. Yes. Lexi, since Lisa went two times, do you yeah, have if another you thing go on again, your bucket you list? Yeah, you want to I don't. No? You no. only have that one thing? Yeah, I just thought, I have places Lexi. I want to go, but yeah, there's not. You got to have more than one. I want to go to Europe. Oh yeah, you've never been to Europe. I've never been to Europe. No way. Have you okay. traveled internationally? I have. Where have you been internationally? 
I've been to Japan and okay. Mexico and oh. Thailand and Cambodia. And Cambodia, because you were in missions. Wait. Yeah, I was. You went to oh, Japan? That's right. I did. I've, I've only been in the airport, though. Oh. Which one? Days to Tokyo? in the airport. They had well, bidets? Bidets, in yes. The the bathrooms there are really cool. So for you southern huh. boys that listen to this podcast, y'all are not going to know what a bidet is, all right? <laughs> It's more like a water hose for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> to clean yourself. Wow. That's, that's ritz. In, that's ritzy people. In the airport. That's ritzy people. Yeah. But days in the airport. Yeah, we had okay. a 12-hour layover in um, in Tokyo. So We were in Tokyo. Man, you put, yeah, a, bunch of red, you put a bunch of rednecks in Tokyo with bidets. Oh, my gosh. What the heck is this? What the heck is <laughs> It's going to be a good day. <laughs> Can't drink out of that one. That's not it's the water fountain. You back. Yeah, that's not the water fountain, boys. <laughs> that was good. Oh, my God. That was good. Oh, man. That's hilarious. Wow. Too funny. Too funny. Well, oh, my gosh. I need to catch up on my notes. Here we go. Okay, Lexi, let's start with you. So tell us a little bit about Lexi. Um, Give us a little background uh, of who you are, where you're from, where did you grow up, what was life like for you. Just give us a little background about Lexi. Sure, yeah. Um, So I am from Douglasville, Georgia, originally. It's where I grew up. I came out here to Athens for school. Go dogs. Yes, sir. Graduated from UGA with a bachelor's degree in psychology, area of emphasis mm-hmm. in neuroscience. That's some oh, smart yeah. stuff. It sounds way cooler than it is. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it was super fun. I enjoyed my time there. Um, growing up, I was raised in a Christian home. I went to Christian schools most of my life. Um, was raised in a Southern Baptist church at first. And then, yeah, I was a missionary. So... For um, a couple years in middle school, we took trips to Cambodia back and forth hmm. and spent quite a bit of time there. It was a lot of fun as a, you know, 12, 13-year-old going, living yeah. that. So that was really different. Um, what did y'all do in Cambodia? We did a lot of stuff. So one of our main things that we did was we planted churches and then we found pastors and deacons for the church and we educated those pastors so that they could educate the people in their church it's like the idea of like you can give a man a fish but if you teach him to fish he's going to be able to to sustain Mm -hmm. it yeah um so that was the idea behind that was teaching them how to um grow a church and, Mm -hmm. and all of that and then we also did um some stuff like my mom helped with medical missions. She was a nurse, so she did that. And then we had some dentists come over that partnered with us, and they did that um, one time. And then setting up clean water in the villages, handing out rice bags and things like that. How did y'all get connected with that? What, how was that? Yeah, I was going to ask, was it your church? Yeah, we had um, a group of missionaries come to our church, and they talked about Cambodia and what they did over there and my parents felt very led to like help give but they were like well we want to give but we want to do more like um they felt a hmm. calling towards getting really involved with that they were really touched by what these guys did and um they want yeah they wanted to get get in on the action and uh, me being the youngest kid I was along for the ride and I, hmm. I really enjoyed it mm-hmm. I actually long? cried when I came back to the states yeah. I didn't want to come back <laughs> how long wow. how long would y'all stay um, three to four months at a time. Oh. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was Man. thinking maybe you were going to say, you know, week or two. Weeks. Yeah. But no, it was three were to four you, months. Were you doing homeschool? I was. If it was okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. My mom was Mom teaching would just me. take over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yep. That's cool. That was a lot That's of fun. That's a, a way to get an education too. I mean, you're. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For and sure. you're experiencing another culture. Mm-hmm. Um, just that in itself is what did education. you like most about being out of the country and in that type of environment i really liked the culture of the people so in cambodia it is a culture there where it is rude to express disgust like have it on your face or like complain so these people were just naturally mm. very like 
grateful, nice, fun, bubbly people to be around. That was kind of the culture. And then um, another thing that I really appreciated about that experience is that I was really touched as a 12-year-old here in the United States. We're given a lot. We are so very blessed with the things that we have, Mm -hmm. but we still tend to like want more and more and more. We're always like grass is always greener on the other side. We're comparing ourselves to other people. We've got this social media and, oh, this person's happier than I am and I want to go do what they're doing. Um, But they're like, I remember we were giving bags out, um, bags of rice out to some of our um, village people. And you would have thought we gave them a million dollars. It was like a bag of rice Mm. that costs like three bucks to us. And I'm sitting over here as a 12 year old. I'm like, oh, I want the like newest iPod touch. And then I watch like people cry over receiving a bag of rice. Mm. So it like really puts it into perspective, like just how fortunate we are. Like these people were living in mud and grass Mm. huts or some of them were like under a tree, didn't have anything, just like raggedy clothes, just It's crazy how how people live and then how we live. We're sitting here in air conditioning and got carpet and a oh, roof yeah. over our head. Yeah, I can remember those international trips that I would take, whether if it was Romania or Mexico or South America, um, the times that we'd been out of the country, never for that long, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, that's a huge culture shock coming, you know, staying in a country for three or four months and then coming back here. Yeah. Um it was culture shock for me just to be gone for a week to two weeks. Um, but there are so many lessons that we can learn and how that grows mm-hmm. us um, as well. Can you imagine if Americans thought it was rude if we showed disgust on our face like that? Be a different place. Be a yeah. totally different place. Oh, Very yeah. different place. Mm-hmm. Be a totally different place. Man. Mm. That's pretty cool. All right. So can you... Uh, can you share a defining moment or experience or a person of influence uh, in your life that shaped who you are today? Yeah, um, absolutely. I'd have to probably say my mom. She yeah. was very influential growing up. She was the one who was really like ministering to me, teaching me how to be a respectful, nice young lady. Um, I really looked up to her growing up and I was like, I want to be just like her when I grow up. Um Mm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. My mom has always been a great influence in my life as well. Um, so as uh, so talking about your mom, mm-hmm. um, your mom passed away seven years ago. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, September will be seven years. Yeah. So uh, it, and when we were when we were talking earlier, you know, you helped us to get, get a little bit better understanding of your birth order. In, mm-hmm. in your family, you're the youngest yep. of three, um, and your next oldest uh, sibling has got you by about eight years, I believe. Yeah. So you spent a lot of time at home and spent a lot of time with uh, with your family and mm-hmm. with your mom, um, like an only child. Yeah, yeah. kind of like an only child mm-hmm. in that case. Um, so talk a little bit about. Um, Go a little, go a little deeper, and take a little bit of a deeper dive with your mom and some of the things that she did uh, for you, um, and how she taught you. You know um, mm. what? What she just, modeled? Yeah, what she modeled. Um, whether if it was spiritual, uh, relational, what you saw in her that really inspired you as a as a young lady and now in, as a young woman yeah um she was a really really good cook so that's yeah. something that she did for us she was always good. cooking up some good food mm-hmm. for us kids um she was like our safe person i think all three of us can agree that if we were ever in trouble or we really needed help mom was definitely the one to go to because like she would pop us and say hey you were an idiot but then immediately afterwards <laughs> she would give us the hug and be like it's all gonna be okay and try to help us like fix our messes and stuff um but even like she really wouldn't try to like guilt us she'd let us know that was dumb how are we gonna how are we gonna grow from that and then um one thing i really appreciated was she would maybe be upset at us but immediately let it go and never like 
bring it up again ever. Mm. So her grace and understanding was incredible. And she was always like a feely person. You would never cry alone because you start crying and she'd cry too. Mm. Um, she loved people so deeply. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel that in myself too. I'm like, oh my goodness, I, I feel like I love on people so deeply just you like do. her. So that's mm-hmm. very, very influential for sure. Yeah, yeah you, she was a great lady. Yeah, you do a good job of loving on people. That's for sure. Well, thank yeah. you. You do. Absolutely. Um, did you have a question, Lisa? No. No? Oh, you just look like you had this question. Like no, not at this moment. No, yeah. okay. All right. Just listen. Um, so... We'll probably circle back to some more conversation about your mom mm-hmm. uh, in in just a little bit. But let's talk about your your current role, what you do now um, as a coach um, at at D one in Athens, and how in the world did you land that? I mean, you're you studied psychology and neuroscience, and mm-hmm. now you are a strength coach at D one in Athens. Yeah. What's that journey been like? I'll start off (laughs) with, I came to UGA with um, the plan to go to medical school. So that's why I majored in what I majored in. And I took all the classes for the pre-medical, whatever Mm -hmm. I needed for that, the requirements for that. Um, The Lord obviously had other plans and I am not upset about that at all. Um, So... I kind of started to sway a little bit um, towards the end as I, in my senior year, I was like, I'm going to take a gap year before I even try to like take the MCAT and um, focus on medical school. And um, it was actually, so how I got to D1 in 2020, I decided that I wanted to get really serious about my fitness journey. Um, I had lost about 70 pounds up until then I gained a lot of weight and then I lost it. And then I was like, well, what do I do now? I want to get stronger and like actually look fit mm-hmm. um continue on this health journey but i wasn't sure where to go from there so i decided just for fun that i would go that summer and try a bunch of different gyms out because everywhere had free trials <laughs> right so yeah i was like i'm gonna try these for free it'll be fun <laughs> and i did um i let this d1 was the second one that i went to out of the long list that i had so i had a couple more that i still wanted to try after that but um two workouts into d1 i ended up signing up because i just Felt like that was where I needed to be. Took me one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I knew it won, but I was like, how am I going to figure yeah. out? How am I going to pay for this? Right. I was a college kid and it was a little expensive, yeah. but I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm a DoorDash. So if I ever get in a rut, I'm going to DoorDash to get my, <laughs> yeah. to make my D1 yes. money, to pay my D1. Yes. <laughs> and that sucker came out on um, Monday afternoon, or yeah, Monday mornings. And I was like, all right, Sunday, if I don't have it in my account, I'm going to DoorDash for it. There you go. I want this really bad. That's um, discipline right there. It is. It was, I mean, it was a great That's place. It's a commitment. great place that captivated me from the, from the beginning. And it really changed my life as... Mm a person while I was a member there. Yeah. And then, um, I ended up, yeah, it's a, it's a cool place. It's special. It's really, really special. Um, and then I wasn't working there at the time. Obviously I was just a member. Um, but I was working at crunch fitness for a little bit. I was in management there and I was there for about six months. And then John and Fred put up on their Instagram that they had a front desk spot open at D1. And I hopped all over that. I was like, <laughs> what do I need to do? And um, yeah, I think I'm the only person that they interviewed. John <laughs> gave me the job. He was like, yeah, you're hired. Come on. Um, so I was really thankful for that because that was I had no idea what I was getting myself into with that and the blessings that were going to mm. come after that. Um yeah, so worked at the front desk. I worked all the shifts because they were like, well, how many hours do you want? And I was like, do you have full time? And they were like, uh, yeah, you, sure. could, you could work 8 to 12 and 3 to 7. I was like, I'll do that. Sold. <laughs> Absolutely. And I did for about eight months straight. I worked that. And then every Saturday morning, too. Um, oh, yeah. I was uh, I was pretty chipper as the front desk. I kind of I got people call me a crackhead because of my energy. I'm you like, are chipper. All the yes. time. Um, well, I did that at the front desk too. Like Anna mm-hmm. would be coaching her workout and I'd be yelling and like, you know, cheering people on from the front desk. Yeah, you would. Yeah, I did that. It was fun because that's the environment that I wanted it to is. create. I got the opportunity being like 
one of the first front desk people at D1 to kind of create that position for mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to take it and run with it. Shoot. Mm. Um, and then Fred one day was talking to me about, hey, have you ever thought about coaching? And I was like, um, I don't know if um, if I have that in me. And I think he saw that. He saw that I had it in me. He's like, let's try it out. And so <laughs> there was another girl that was coming in. She wanted to coach, too. She was a member as well. And he was like, hey, I'm going to be doing – um, some development with her and like every Wednesday we're going to meet and talk about coaching for an hour and I'm going to teach you guys how to do this if you want in and I was like okay I'll give it a shot so um, we did that for about 10 weeks every Wednesday meeting we were learning Fred was pouring into me and he gave me some sessions and I got more and more sessions I got taken off the front desk little by little as my books grew and now I've got a full schedule and I'm only coaching, and uh, it's really funny because I'm actually the one writing the adult workouts that I used to do as a member. I'm now the one writing those. Yeah, and this, so that's really cool. Yeah, in this, po- in this post um, Max Week workout that we've been in, oh my gosh, these five second tempos. Oh, it's good for you. It puts hair on your chest. Oh, oh. I don't need any more hair on my chest. <laughs> I don't but, want hair on my but chest. But the uh, no, I don't want. Well, we're just going to stop stop right there. We're going to leave it. Anyway, um, but I mean, I've done trap bar deadlifts. I've never had my traps as sore as they have been this week. Mm -hmm. I'm like, good. good. Because of the five. (laughs) You only went one day. (laughs) Oh, no, you've been two days. Okay. I've been out of town. I know. Okay. I know. And I haven't been at all. Yeah, because hello. I haven't been at all. Ain't nobody. Yeah. I know. You don't want bailing. Anyway, Look, oh. it's the end of the year. <laughs> no excuses. This girl door dashed for hers. She door dashed um, for D1. I don't think DoorDash is going to help me get to work out in the mornings. Uber. When I have responsibilities <laughs> at 715. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Oh, man. All right. So. So that's how you got. To where you are right now, yeah, with coaching and mm-hmm. okay. Well, we're glad that you're a coach at D one, and we love the days um, that we have you. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. It's so fun to coach. I love that five a.m. crew. Y'all it's are so fun. It's a good group. Mm-hmm. Yes, it well, is a good group. It is a good group. I also like that y'all like rock music. <laughs> oh heck yeah! Yes. I can get loud, down with that. loud. Yes. yes. And let's just and and since we're on that little bit of conversation, let's oh. just let me just remind everybody that it is. Our 80s and 90s generations, all right? Yeah. That is the music that we That we're playing to. the music for. Yeah. Yes. It, mm-hmm. That's the music that still is trending. <laughs> Seriously. It's great. It is great. Good music. Yes. Absolutely. Classic. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Okay. Um, do you see yourself, like, long-term still staying in this Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Zach asked me that all the time. He's like, what's your uh, your five-year plan? I'm like, oh, well, I like this. So maybe this for a little while yeah. longer. <laughs> I'm still figuring it out. I'm still praying. And, um, you know, God's the one driving the bus. I'm just riding on it right now. There you go. And he's got me at D1 as a coach. And that's what I'm going to get good at. And I'll focus on all the other stuff later. So. Well, I'll tell you this. As a coach, um, from one coach to another... I think it's important that it, you understand just how much influence you have. Mm, a lot of influence. The amount of influence that you have is really unfathomable, even though it, it may seem like, all right, these are clients and it's a class and this sort of stuff. It's interaction with people mm-hmm. that you have the opportunity to change their life. Mm-hmm. I do not take that lightly. That's a big responsibility. Huge. Mm-hmm. And some coaches are transactional coaches. Um, those are your, uh, you know, they're just kind of, they're, they're just doing it for a paycheck or, a, mm-hmm. you know. A, a you came here. Here's coach. your workout. Right. Right. Give me the money. Yeah. Pay your money. But even in, even in athletics, I mean, uh, it can be really transactional. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, is a coach is transformational. It's a transformational yeah. job. Oh, it is. And career and lifestyle. Yep. Um, that you have that opportunity to transform the life of a person. You mm-hmm. know, um, you talked about how special 
D1 is and how, you know, how special that place is and how your life has changed because of it, not just from a physical standpoint, but from a relational, from an emotional, you name it. It did the same for me. Mm -hmm. It did the same for me. And not that another, you know, I don't know if there's another gym or organization like that that would do that. Uh, there, I'm, I'm sure some of them are, but um, I think sometimes you just get what you pay for. Oh yeah, for sure. So it's the best. I don't want to just go in and lift weights. Mm-hmm. I got to be with people and get good coaching and mm-hmm. get pushed. So anyway, okay. all right. Um, Lisa, did you have something? Well, I was just going to go to the next question yeah. that we had. Yeah. Um, kind of leading into um, letting Lexi share a little bit more of her story mm-hmm. and, and just talking about you know life happens and there's good and there's bad in that and um just wanted to ask you to share maybe some challenges that you faced in your life lexi Mm -hmm. and in facing those challenges how did you overcome them yeah um life was pretty easy for me up until i got to college first year of college was really tough that transition culture Mm -hmm. shock all of that um and then my first big challenge that really slapped me in the face was losing my mom in 2016. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that was September of 2016. I kind of, the whole family, like me and my brother and sister, all sort of knew that it was it was coming. Was she was coming? She okay. was really sick for a long time. She had COPD, uh, um, and things got really, really bad. Um, we all kind of deep down knew. We just didn't want to uh-huh. believe it, but... Um, yeah, so that was that was very life altering. Honestly, mm. I feel like I will never be the same person I was before when she was alive. And was you crazy. were a college student. Yeah, I, mean, I was, was nineteen years yeah. old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, ended up withdrawing from school that mm. semester. I tried to finish out, and I got to Thanksgiving break, mm-hmm. and I was like, I got to throw in the towel because I just mm-hmm. rocked my whole world. Um, I remember really being stuck in like the anger stage of grief. There's different mm-hmm. stages of grief. Right. I was in denial for a couple of weeks. And then um, I think the next one is the anger part. Mm-hmm. And I remember being stuck in that. And that's not something that I've ever really dealt with in my entire life. I'm just not angry. A no, lot. we've talked about how joyful you are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the slow to be angry. I feel like I get an A plus on that for the most part. Um, yeah, I never, I've never had to deal with that before. So I was really angry at God because I was like, why would yeah. you take her away? Because I feel like this is the time of my life where like I really, really need her the most. Mm. Um, I was just, I mean, I was just, I was just angry, struggling really bad. Um, I actually resented God for a lot of that. Mm. Um, kind of was like, I can't believe you let the, let me go through this, and it really ripped. Um, my family apart, I feel like people got distant. We saw some sides of people that, you know, death can bring out some rough mm-hmm. stuff, rough sides of sure. people. Um, so that was hard dealing with that because you're grieving like those relationships too. You're grieving your life before that. Um, I also was grieving the fact that I was a college dropout. So that kind of all that pushed me into a depression. I moved home after I withdrew from school mm-hmm. um, and then. Um, yeah, I was living with my dad and my niece and my brother and my grandmother was still living there for a little bit to kind of help us out because we were all struggling. Um, my brother ended up relapsing. He's been an addict for a little bit. He relapsed at that time, which understandable, we were all hurting really, really bad. Um, he ended up having to go back to rehab. That was really tough because then I was taking care of my niece with my dad and then my grandmother wasn't around. Um, at that point, so there was a lot that fell on my shoulders and um, mm. ended up going, had to go to therapy because I just was like a broken, jacked up mess. Mm. But um, yeah, um, where was I going from this? I feel like I'm just rambling. It's all right. <laughs> oh, wow. um, yeah, I went to therapy. She was wonderful. Miss Ruthie was my therapist. Huh. She really helped me through a lot cause, like. Um, I was having suicidal thoughts. Like my depression was so bad. I didn't want to get up out of bed. Like I would go to work and then come home and just want to lay in bed all day. Cause I just, mm. I didn't know. Hard to function. Yeah. It was yeah. really hard to function. And I was emotional and just, I 
wasn't grieving properly, wasn't getting through that anger. I was still so angry. And Miss Ruthie helped me kind of dive through some of that and like move forward with my life. And then, um, I'm really proud. The very next fall, I ended up going back to school. I went to West Georgia for a semester. So you went to West Georgia too? I did for a semester. Yeah, go West, go Wolves. (laughs) See, that's why she did that earlier. You said something about where you went. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I went to West Georgia for a year, for um, a semester. I uh-huh. went in planning to go to nursing school because that's where Mama went to nursing school, and I was like, oh, oh. Well, I'll just do that. I'll be able to be closer to home, uh-huh. and then I'll, you know, Miss um, Ruthie saw that I wasn't as happy at West Georgia. She's mm-hmm. like, okay, you're in school, which is satisfying you a little bit, but I feel like you're not where you're supposed to be. And I was like, I feel like I'm not where I'm supposed to be either. And she's like, mm-hmm. or I mean, if you could pick what your life direction is, what would it be? And I was like, I'd be back at UGA. And she's like, why don't you do it? I was like, okay. So started school. I got to West Georgia in July, the very end of it, because I was an RA. So I worked on one of the freshman halls. So I had to move in early. And then by October, I had an apartment and a job back in Athens. I oh. decided to come back to Athens to UGA. So I wow. did. Wow. Yeah. It was a mess. Um, got back to UGA, managed to finish my degree and all of that. Um Congratulations. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Um, overcoming the depression, though. So I, mm-hmm. that was a lot. I gained a lot of weight while I was depressed. I did get on um, antidepressants and some anti-anxiety medications. Mm-hmm. I just needed to take the edge off. Um, yeah, that caused a lot of weight gain. So I went through, even while I was at West Georgia, like I was trying to lose weight. Coming into my first year back at UGA in Athens, I was also trying to lose weight and then leading up to, ended up losing that weight. I was about 70 pounds that I had gained and then that's I great. lost over the course of like three and a half years. Girl, that's a lot of weight. It is, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like my body was... Holding physically, holding on that's what to I was my say. burden. It makes yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, that's what it made me think of. That, yeah, that you were adding all this on because all these things are happening. All of these challenges that you're mm-hmm. facing in life were physically adding pounds mm-hmm. on you. Yeah, and you weren't quite figuring out how to shed them yet. Oh yeah, and it was a process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you found your therapist. Yes, me too. Thankful she that she spoke it. truth, yes, mm-hmm. to you. What are some ways in which uh, she helped you as far as navigating through the grief processes, you know, getting past the anger mm-hmm. uh, to a place where really I think, because I've, I've personally gone through the whole, the counseling, mm-hmm. the, the uh, and I'm still on medication for, uh, some depression and anxiety and but my counselor you know really helped me to become more self-aware of who I am and mm-hmm. who God made me to be and really helped me to love myself um, how did yours help you to really get you back to a place where you loved yourself um, yeah, that was one of the first couple things that we talked about. Um, she challenged my thinking a lot. Like I didn't always leave her office feeling good. Like there was some times where she would kind of tick me off a little bit because she would give me something that like, you know, I, I was kind of stuck in a victim mentality after mom passed away, which is another thing I don't really do very often, but I kind of was stuck in that. And like, so she would give me things to think about and I'm like, Okay. And I'd think about it over the week. I'd be upset at first, like leaving the office, like, man, didn't really like that. And then the next week I'd come back and be like, okay, I kind of see what you were saying. She was like really like changing my mindset about things, which was really, really helpful. Um, And then um, she had me do this one exercise because like I was dating a boy that I had no, I shouldn't have been dating him. He was um, very destructive in my life. And that was like, while he was there with me, while mom passed away, mm-hmm. guilted me for sitting in the hospital because it was his 21st birthday, the day that oh, she passed my. away. And he never let me forget oh. that. Oh. Yep. So grieving while in a really yeah. bad relationship. Hope he ain't in not the a picture no mix. more. Oh, yeah, no, 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 he's no. Don't let no, me meet him. Kick him to the curb. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but... What yeah, did she was, make you do? 
The, what was the exercise? The exercise. So she had me go on Google and look up character words. And she's like, I want you to go through a list uh-huh. and write down at least 30 of them that you think that you are. That you think you are. Mm-hmm. And then she told me to ask okay. three close friends or family members to do uh-huh. the same thing about me. About you. To uh-huh. tell you your character. Uh-huh. Okay. And the first time wow. I did it, I struggled. I was like, I'm not any You of didn't things. think you were it. Yeah. No. And she's like, okay, we're going to try it again. Because I got like five things on there. And she's like, okay, that's a start. So we're going to try it again. Right. So later the next week, I really thought about it and like was like, well, I am these things. She's like, she's like, I want you to look at a word and think, why am uh-huh. I not this thing? And if you can't come up with anything, write it down. Then so you I are. Did that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, oh, That's okay. Smart. That is. Yeah. I so like that. that was a really cool exercise. I still have that sheet of paper somewhere of those words that she made oh. me write down. Anytime I have self-doubting thoughts. You pull that out. I pull that out yes. and I remember it. Yeah. Because that was really, that was cool. Because she, mm. I mean, I, I've had so many issues with self-love and self-confidence. Mm-hmm. And that really helped that. Like, I'm still, as a young adult, figuring that out and gaining sure. confidence. D1 has really helped build my confidence up sure. a lot. Um, but that was very defining. That definitely kicked it off. Yeah. For sure, it was that exercise that she did. So I was like, oh, I need to love myself. Because now that I love myself, I don't let people like that boy that I was with right. into my life. Because I'm like, mm, no, I deserve better than that. That's yes. right. 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 Well, I mean, it's, I mean, from a, from a biblical standpoint, I mean, the great commandment, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, Mm -hmm. and then love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. And so the, the ability and really the command, I believe to love yourself is just as important as loving your neighbor Mm -hmm. and loving the Lord, your God. It's it, it's part of a they're kind of intertwined they're all intertwined Mm -hmm. yes we love others better when we love ourselves yeah if you Mm -hmm. don't love yourself you're not going to love other people Mm -hmm. well and you're not going to love god well right you gotta fill your cup before you can fill somebody else's correct Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. can't pour from an empty cup no that's a good word that's a good word do you often go back um and or or did other people chime in on words she said to find what three other people yeah they did how did those match up yeah um other people had way more nice things to say about me than i did on the first one of course um (laughs) yeah but i mean they they did they did match up um so that was really cool and some people thought things of me that i i was like oh interesting that you that you say that because like i was like well why do you feel this way and they're like oh well you know blah 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 and they give a good reason for it um and then ruthie also was really adamant about using scripture to remind me of the way god saw me and he's like why do you see Mm -hmm. yourself like this when your heavenly father sees you like this and and says this about you oh oh He's like, he made you like, Mm -hmm. you're literally dissing on his creation. And I was like, you're right. That's beautiful. Yeah. I was like, oh, we put it that way. That's really good. Mm -hmm. That is really good, man. Okay. So you're a young girl and you lose your mom, Mm -hmm. which is such an important relationship. Mm -hmm. Um. But even just hearing you talk about Miss Ruthie, um, would you say that God brought other women into your life? Not that anyone replaces, no one ever mm-hmm. replaces your mom, but did he also enrich your life with other relationships with women? And oh, who, who are some of those? Yeah, absolutely. So both of my grandmothers really stepped up to the plate when mm-hmm. mom passed away mm-hmm. um, to be there and be supportive. Um, and then... My aunt, so my mom's sister, yes. Shannon, she's been a huge influence in my life. And, like, we have grown okay. closer and closer, especially within the last, like, two years or so. Yeah. Um, Because we, her and I will sometimes chat, and we'll just just rattle off to each other about our feelings. And it's so funny because, like, we'll make light of it. We'll try to be funny because I feel like we have very similar senses of humor. I'm, uh-huh. She's like, oh, I'm wallowing today. And I'm like, yeah, me too. It's okay <laughs> to wallow sometimes. You know, we, like, we just bounce off of each other like that and makes us feel better because we, we get it. Like, right. 
we get each other. We both miss her. And she's kind of my piece of mom's insight, and I'm mm-hmm. kind of like hers. And so that's a special bond that her and I have. Sure. Um, and then the ladies that I've met at D1, mm-hmm. like Miss mm-hmm. Lisa, you're wonderful. Like such a precious lady. Your influence in my life is incredible. And then I've got a couple others. Um, Miss Lisa Boyd is another one. Oh, that yeah. just I mean, she is. Love Lisa Boyd now. Me that too. That girl's a beast. Me too. She is incredible. In a good way. In a good way. Yes. Yes. She's strong. Yes, she is. She's strong physically and mentally. Like, Mm, what a woman. I like that. Yes. You know, I'm like, God, I want to be you when I grow up. And boy, does she just pour out love. Just oozes it. Yes. Yes. All Mm. over the place. She's like a mom to everybody. Mm. Um, That's just to name one. And then... um, I got my best friend, Evie. She's yes. really just a precious person. She is like, uh, like her mannerisms and the way that she loves reminds me of the way that my mom just poured out hmm. love for people. Hmm. And I love that about her. So I'm, I feel like we both get along very well because we're the, we love very similarly and we get each other. So that's another person my age that I'm like oh, sweet. really thankful for, for her influence in my life. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Those ladies are important to have. Oh, yeah. And there's many others. If I didn't name you, please don't get offended. No. <laughs> That's just to name a few. <laughs> and, and I think, right, different ones maybe meet different needs. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and there'll be different seasons that mm-hmm. he'll bring others even into your life. Oh, yeah. For sure. That's been awesome. D1's been just, mm-hmm. it's a blessing. It's one of the best things that's ever happened to me. That was definitely like a divine intervention. Yes. God knew what I needed and yeah. he just, yep. Yep. So what is, what's God doing in your life now? What's going on now? Yeah. Um, I feel like he is doing a big work. I actually regrettably have not been as involved in church since high school like i've been off and on so that's been i graduated high school um in 2015 that was a long time ago Um, i know it's like eight years ago yikes i've been very (laughs) off and on in church yes um and recently in the last couple months i have been going to cornerstone church in Mm -hmm. athens and i've really enjoyed that kind of off and on and then um that's been really like something that i've been missing and i haven't realized that I've been missing, that I've been trying to just navigate life on my own. I'm like, oh, I don't really need the corporate fellowship. I forgot what it does to your soul. I, mm. I just, I missed it so much because it's been like years since I've done it regularly. Um, and then recently started going to Athens Church. I'm really loving that. About to start getting involved. Um, probably leading a middle school girls group or like a high school girls yeah. group soon. So I'm really excited about that. And then maybe if the Lord gives me a little courage, leading worship, we'll see. <laughs> yes. Using that yeah. voice. Oh yeah. Well, you have you have an instrument that should be used. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. No doubt at all. Um, so yeah, you should be uh, helping to lead worship, no doubt. Um, well, me personally. I have noticed like a change too, mm-hmm. as far because I, I knew that the whole church thing uh, for you that was that was a work in progress mm-hmm. for you, and I I was like, all right, there's something different, mm-hmm. you know, and and yeah, the being in being with the body of Christ in corporate worship like that, and you were with. Uh, family or friends or whomever you're, you know, you are worshiping with it. It has a huge impact on, on, on our lives. It's kind of like the way I've always put it is um, it's kind of like if you take a piece of coal Mm -hmm. out of a hot fire and you separate it from the heat and the flame of the fire, what's going to happen to that coal? It's going to cool off. Mm -hmm. It's not going to continue to get white hot. You know, it's Mm -hmm. going to turn to ash. It's going to, it's going to flame out. And a lot of times that's what happens is people get disenfranchised with church. They get disillusioned. uh, They get too busy. um, Other things become more important. 
and they just don't make the commitment or the discipline to really get in there and, mm-hmm. you know, get plugged in get active um, and have that time of, of worship. And when that happens, um, you cool off mm-hmm. when you don't have that weekly. Some people call it, you know, getting fed. Some people call it other things. I look at it like, um, man, this is this is a time of celebration. It's a time to really corporately gather together and celebrate what God's done mm-hmm. in our lives. Um, in the in the the filling of the tank, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the preaching of the word and how God's word is like that double edged sword that. Uh, you know, cuts to the bone and the marrow, we got to have the preaching of the word so that our lives are continually transformed. And then we get to talk about what God showed us and talked to us about. And it, it, it spurs on deeper conversation with other people. So, but you know, and you, you're talking about taking the coal out and that it cools off. I, I applaud you, Lexi, because um, I think what happens what is a result then as it as you cool off then you just become used to not going Mm -hmm. and like you said i wasn't really regular for a while Mm -hmm. but yet i'm i'm just thankful that yes god did a work and you were receptive in recognizing no there's something missing and and not just staying you know, in that cold state, like he was using the analogy with the coal, but saying, I, no, I need to be back in and and plugged in. And um, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's good. Oh, yeah. I that's definitely good. felt the difference. So that's crazy that it's pretty evident, too, because I, I feel it. I just feel a difference. Yeah. I feel more alive and like... I don't know. I, I do. I think, I think coming back in, oh, maybe yeah. after you've spent time out, you're like, holy cow, what in the world was I yeah. thinking? I've been missing this. Yeah. And I want yeah. to go. Like, yes. it's not a chore. For a while, I made the excuse of, yes. oh, well, Sundays are like some, my Rest only day off. Or, yes. I want to, I want to, you know, take the day off. I, yes. I look forward to it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I've noticed. I'm yeah. like. It's ironic, too. I just started going to Athens Church, and uh-huh. like, we've had some really busy and kind of rough times behind the scenes at D1. We've had some tr- some turnover uh-huh. happen yes. and gaining and losing coaches and stuff. Well, um, those of us that have remained there through that uh-huh. have had some really crazy schedules. Um, and I'm just the queen of putting way too much on my plate. I had an internship that I was doing plus working, and it was it was just way too much. Um, kind of experienced a little bit of burnout. Hmm. First Sunday at Athens Church, um, the series they're talking about is called The Burnout Society. Mm. And I was like, <laughs> all right, God. <laughs> You're this for me. You're funny. Yeah, this I, is I for hear me. you. Cool. Yeah. It made me tear up. I was like, dang, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Sometimes you're sitting in church, you know, (laughs) and it feels like the the pastor's just speaking directly to you and no one else is in the room. Yes. Oh, that's what it felt like. I was like, I feel really called out right now, but also, but in the best way. Yeah. Yeah. Man. That was fun. All right. Well, in light of everything you've shared, what counsel would you give to someone that maybe is dealing um, or it's been, you know, recently that they're dealing with a loss mm-hmm. um, or, or something that's difficult and challenging in their life? Yeah. Um, definitely find a support group. Find mm-hmm. people that you can lean on. Um, it is really lonely when you have to suffer by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um Wow. Yeah. So Hmm. if that's a therapist, a close friend, Mm -hmm. um, somebody from church, um, and then also like from experience, don't try to do it without the Lord. Because I tried to go through a lot of things by myself. And every time I've had to come crawling back to him in shame, I'm like, okay, I tried to do this alone and I didn't do very well. And I ended up more broken and I hurted myself and I'm, <laughs> I hurted myself. 
That's South Georgia. Yeah. That's, South, that's Georgia speak right there, baby. That's yeah, my hee coming it. out. I heard it myself. I heard it myself. I have a degree, I swear. Um, <laughs> swear. Um, anyway. Where was I at? Oh, yeah. I was you crawling back to the Lord because yeah. I herded myself. I herded myself. Right. I'm like, I just made this worse. Um, it is especially lonely to go through stuff without him. And even when I tried to resent him and be like, oh, God, I'm angry at you. Like, I don't want anything to do with you because, like, you know, you took my mom and all these bad things are happening. Because when a death happens, it feels like everything else is just piling on on top of it too especially a death like that like it just felt like it was one bad thing after another and i couldn't get out of the hole like it just kept yeah thinking deeper and deeper and um yeah i tried to do it without the lord and even though i was like you know talk to the hand god i don't want anything to do with you right now he was still carrying me through that and that's his crazy that's his grace he he was still he gave me ruthie even though i was like i don't want to talk to you lord (laughs) and like helped me mend family relationships that were broken and got me back into school and and walked me through all of that even though i was like don't want to talk to you like that was all him Mm. because i definitely couldn't have done that alone so don't resent god find your support group yeah and then just hold it down because it's hard but it does it it will pass this too shall pass every yeah. time it will it will yeah. that's well said that's good you got any questions for us good advice you want to interview me and lisa um let me just put you around on the spot <laughs> yeah what's what's the worst thing he he does what's the thing that gets under oh. your skin the most let's make it spicy oh. <laughs> she's like hold on it let me pull out my real. list yeah. oh my <laughs> how much time do you have in the hot just... seat <laughs> no because i know the tables will get turned on me too um really you know god does a work in me that mm-hmm. um I probably have to quit being quite so nitpicky about things because if that's really the worst, you know, I I think if that's the worst he does, that's really not that bad. Um, But there are things that that do irritate me, like his hats. He has a thousand ball caps. They're all behind me. They're everywhere. No, they're everywhere. They're on the sofa. They're on the nightstand. They're on the bathroom counter. They're on the bar stool. There's some up on top of the shelf. Like, they're on display. I don't... My D1 hats up there. I mean, but they're in the truck. When you go to get in the truck, they're they're everywhere. And I just don't understand that. Mm -hmm. And and then especially when he says, look, I got a new hat. I'm like, what? Why? Why? You could wear a different one for at least six months. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, hey, if that's the word, you know, yeah. if that, he just has a million. Hats. I told him I'm going to bury him with all of his caps. Because well, <laughs> I don't want the darn thing. <laughs> that is uh, funny. Um, what is advice you guys have Ooh. for like new couples or people that are dating? Maybe, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a bachelorette in this day and age. What <laughs> advice do you have for me? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you're a bachelorette. <laughs> you're on the market. I am on the market. My yes, standards are high. I want, yes, yes but, I want her to be no, picky. No. I'm working she on being the woman take, that's that right. the man that. I want to attract with like. That's right. Boom. That's Got right. Fist bump. Yeah. Uh-huh. Got a girl. Well, yes. that's one. I mean, because every now and then, you know, I would, we would, I would ask you, you yeah, know, when you when you're mm-hmm. working the front desk, mm-hmm. and I would ask, you know, and I kind of got an idea. I'm like, this girl's picky. Yeah. She's really, mm-hmm. she's picky about the the kind of guys that that she's gonna want to date that's good yeah that's really good it is and and now that you know she's really now that you're really pursuing the lord you got really a lot more picky yeah (laughs) yep Mm -hmm. so sure did i would say one be patient you got to be patient Mm -hmm. 
Um, what? You shaking your head. Patient what? To in, find not in a rush. Just in like, you know. Yeah. I'm having yeah, fun she's learning about Lexi. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. Oh, yeah. That's good. I mean, when you were 20, let's see, you're 26 Yeah. now. Let's see, when I was 26, oh, we had Tyler already. We're about, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Sorry. <laughs> Oops. We did. Yes, we did. We did. Yeah, because we had Jared at 27. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Um. Anyway, so, she asked what advice. So you're saying be patient in, in dating and beginning relationships? Yeah, definitely. I think patience is is critical there. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. Okay, I would say, like, um, just work on the friendship. Like, if that's the yeah. way you approach a relationship, is I want to, I want to get to know this person and and let them get to know me and work on a friendship. Um, I mean, that's really where it started with us. And I think that's just always been something we could fall back on. And and then I'd go a step further as well, that then if it moves into a more serious relationship, you're still individuals. And God never right. asks us to just lose yourself and do everything this person mm-hmm. wants and just conform to whatever um their way or yeah that you're still an individual so don't don't lose that either you know keep that about you um while developing the friendship and and if someone really cares about you they don't they want you to be you Mm -hmm. they don't want you to become something else or just like them or yeah and make sure you're uh make sure you're yoked equally yeah, That's that it. would just be a given before uh-huh. you decide that you're going to be serious. Is mm-hmm. you need to know. Yes, is you remember the, this person you remember a the believer and a growing sp- believer, not just yeah. they say they love Jesus or they wear a cross necklace. Right. You remember the right. uh, you remember in the Old Testament we talked about don't yoke uh, a donkey, the donkey with an ox, an ox, uh huh, yeah. and because they both they're not equal. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, and it's going to pull, right? You're, you're going to puts unnecessary tension on the yoke, mm-hmm. and you're not going to get work done. Mm-hmm. And marriages work, relationships are work. Mm-hmm. And if you are not yoked equally, uh, it's going to put more tension on an already uh, on a, on a, on a relationship that will already have tension. its own tensions. And yeah, mm-hmm. so I mean, because truth is, is that. Even in a faith-based, Christ-centered, you know, marriage like Lisa and I have, we still have our issues and challenges and frustrations that we have to work through. Mm-hmm. So, and challenges that we face, either physically or emotionally or whatever, um, you got to make sure that that yoke is mm-hmm. is, is equal. That's a biggie. So that's a good question. It was. Are we ready to wrap up? Unless she had another question. I think I'm good with questions. (laughs) Oh, did you like the bear crawls on a Wednesday? (laughs) We hadn't done the bear crawls. I'm glad you brought them back. Oh. We hadn't done bear crawls in a long time. We hadn't done those in a long time. Oh, yeah. It was. It was definitely spicy. Mm -hmm. The cash in and the cash out. Mm -hmm. It was good. I liked it. Great. So you've done a good job on the workouts. I'm trying. Yes, you have. Good job. Great. So, Lisa, <laughs> anything else? Nope. We appreciate you being here, Lexi, and yeah, sharing your story. Um, I think you get it that God gives us a story for a yeah. reason, mm-hmm. and the reason is to share, and um, you never know how it can reach others and, and yeah. affect others. And, um, yeah. So if anybody to wanted to, like, connect with you like if they had like questions mm-hmm. um what would be a great way to find lexi yeah um instagram i think it's lexi long underscore l-e-x-i-l-o-n-g underscore mm-hmm. um or if you reach out to spencer he can give my number mm-hmm. i'm okay with that too 
Okay. Yeah. We could put that in show notes. I'll be mm-hmm. very selective on. Sounds He's going to vet people now. I will vet, especially if it's a dude. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate Why that. Why are you wanting Lexi? They're not yeah. good enough for yeah. Spencer. They're not good enough <laughs> for me. Right. <laughs> there you go. That's good. There you go. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, Lexi, we are so grateful for you and grateful to have you um, a part of the show. And thanks for taking the time to let us get to interview you and mm. just know we love you and are proud of you and thankful for you. And um, I'm glad that the Lord allowed our paths across uh, a little over two years ago, really. Mm-hmm. So really cool. Yeah, thank y'all. Love you guys, too. This has been fun. Good. Yeah. Well, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. We are grateful for you. Please uh, make sure you take some time. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you do your podcast. Uh, Be sure to put this on your social media platforms or even text it to friends and family who may uh, be encouraged by what is Uh, talked about on the show um, this week. Uh, We love you. We're grateful for you. And we want to remind you that two Two are are better better than one. one. And And a quarter of three strands strands is not easily broken. broken.